On February 1st, 2020, the first case of COVID was recorded on a cruise ship at sea. In a matter of days, other cruise ships in other locations reported similar cases on board. In short order, every cruise ship at sea returned to the nearest port, and that's where they've sat pretty much ever since. On the other hand, the hotel industry in the United States began to recover in the summer of 2020. As COVID restrictions eased off prematurely, as it turned out, in state after state, and people gave in to the urge to get away. Still, the lodging industry suffered enormously last year. For the first time ever, over a billion room nights went unsold. Revenue per available room was just 48%, and the industry barely turned a profit. For all intents and purposes, hotels were just as badly off as the financially crushed cruise lines. Hello, I'm Chris Henry, and this is Ahead of the Curve, produced by Gerent, a gold-level Salesforce implementation company. Gerent has garnered more than a decade's worth of experience offering technology solutions to the travel industry, and in 2019 developed a Salesforce-based product called DeepQuest, a budget-conscious modular platform designed to give small and medium-sized travel companies the ability to punch well above their weight around marketing and reservation systems. It creates integrated internal operations and data analytics using the Salesforce platform, but without a big IT spend. However, let's get to the state of play within the hotel industry now that the vaccination program has made significant headway in the U.S. Ketta Riley, Gerent Senior VP of Travel and Hospitality Practice, joins us to provide her views on hotels and what the future might look like. We'll also talk with Mike Blake, Chief Technology Officer for the American Hotel and Lodging Association, on the value of technology in the hotel industry today. The resurgence in hotel stays began during the summer of 2020, as we said, but the guests were not international travelers, since many were still under stay-at-home orders in their own countries. So who was filling up hotel rooms? Here's Ketta Ryder. We saw the increase of what we call staycations, and those staycations were all local businesses, uh, local clients, our customers, the customers that just wanted to get out. And because they were restricted and all, no one could fly out without having, uh, you know, 14 days of quarantine, paying for a hotel that was specific to that. So the U.S. said, we're going to drive everywhere we want to go to, which they did, or took a, a domestic flight on an airline, and they were able to stay at ho- hotels. They were all, all the hotels were practicing contact lists and nothing face-to-face, everything was driven online. Technology had to increase the communications between the customer and the, the hotels were, they were reduced significantly as well as the staffing in hotels were reduced because of that. The only the essential workers were working at hotels, but the increase became as things started opening up, depending on the state that you were trying to go to, the hotel capacities started off at 25%. They were jumped quickly to 50%. And now the majority of them are at a, at a 100% capacity. 
And they are still doing the contactless check-in processes using technology wherever they possibly can to communicate not only to the client, but even to the employees, the essential employees that are working on the properties versus if you're in reservations, you're probably or uh, some type of an operational back office. They're still working at, at home. They're trying to still keep that social distancing as much as possible. So the hotels are, are full, but working with essential and critical customer facing employees. Booking capacity began to rise as the U.S. finally rolled out an effective and widespread vaccination program. That gave the public more confidence to get out and begin to enjoy the freer atmosphere. Well, people are definitely much more comfortable, which is good and bad. So it really is up to the resort and the hotel to make sure that they're enforcing the social distancing and the masks on especially. Resorts and hotels aren't making vaccination mandatory unless, you, you, you know, that it is good, though. What it is doing is that those people that have been vaccinated, which are probably those baby boomers, the older ones, they're out more than they have been in obviously in a year. So they are doing more traveling. And those are the people that right now are, you see in the booking the resorts. Uh, booking the hotels and trying to travel more because they've been confined for a year, but they feel much more safer than they ever have, you know, since COVID because they've gotten vaccinated. They still are social distancing. They still are wearing their masks, but they feel comfortable about actually, you know, just leaving their homes. The industry, travel industry is the obviously the more people that get vaccinated to stay in these hotels and resorts, the less worry you have about COVID being spread or you being called a hotspot. Because again, hotels, resorts, lodging, they all live not only by technology, but they live by their reputation and the loyalty of their guests and then coming back. So it is very important that these hotels are, are following the proper CDC guidelines, the protocols, and to make their customers feeling comfortable that they are in a safe place. The pandemic forced change on virtually all industries and has actually pushed them to adopt technology at a far faster rate than many companies had planned for. Hotels are no different. Mike Blake is the chief technology officer for the American Hotel and Lodging Association. He maintains that hotels are beginning to roll out their own apps in order to provide guests with a total guest experience in a contact-free manner. Well, I, I think they're getting better at it, Chris. I, I mean, I think more and more you're going to have to have whatever brand app you have be, you know, on your phone. That, that would drive to, as I have on my phone, I have almost 15 different hotel apps. I think everyone's going to get that because each brand is going to have their app there's going to be advantages to having each brand's app and, and you're going to want to do that. Just throw it all under the hotel icon and, and have the individual app for each hotel. Or if you have significant loyalty to a certain brand, that app will probably take first position. And you will find that it will be easier to navigate a lot of the hotel offerings. You will know that, you know, a lot of brands have, 
um, they will absolutely assure that you get the best price too. So you you can book, you can have a a hospitality experience, you know, through that app. And I think their folks are driving more and more to their own brand X app. Do you think that technology is only affordable for for the big hotel chains? I mean, how do, how does this impact how does it all impact sure. the, the small guys yeah i i actually think with you know cloud-based technologies and being able to leverage you know platforms and other solutions like that you know some of the smaller chains and even the boutique they're they're actually at a fairly unique advantage because they're able to take you know some of these traditional applications which were only for the big hotel chains and they're able to bring it down at their level and alter the delivery and tailor the experience because i think you know we're going to get back to the experience once again it's not that we took a little bit of a pause on it because nobody was traveling chris but now mm-hmm. i think you know we're going to get back to that experiential and the smaller brands are going to be able to take advantage of that through these platforms and customer relationship management is critical in the hotel industry. And of course, it's also the basis of Salesforce technology, of course. And uh, given that this is a, uh, <laughs> a podcast series about Salesforce technology, I, I'll, I'll ask you, Mike, if, if solutions like those offered by Salesforce can uh, help to provide the means to recover from the pandemic and, you know, so hotels are back up and running on their feet and fairly full again. Yeah, I I think there's going to be a lot of brands doing some soul searching right now, Chris, and and seeing if they're uh, what I I call it cobbling solutions together and trying to do it on their own really makes a lot of sense. Because I think the smaller, nimbler chains who went down the the path of choosing platforms like Salesforce, instead of building it themselves, actually taking advantage of that which is already built, they're going to jump much further down the queue and actually have much better solutions. Um, you know, we live in a world where the business is is about heads and beds. It's it shouldn't be about building and creating IT. There's enough partners out there who do some fantastic things that they can build solutions on these platforms much quicker than you can stand them up with your own team. And plus the ecosystem of a hotel at any given point in time, most hotels have 49 different systems and services to keep them up and running. To integrate within that context is a daunting task. And what you'll find are those solutions that are either packaged or already built and tested by somebody else is a much easier solution than trying to stand something up yourself. One of the biggest markets for the hotel industry revolves around the business traveler. In fact, 40% of hotel guests are business travelers, or at least they were before the pandemic. Perhaps the biggest challenge then for the lodging industry is wooing back the business traveler. I think the biggest thing is, is when is the business folks gonna come back? We, we've experienced the death of the large meeting. 
And those meetings have to come back. We're talking those scale meetings like the CESs of the world, the Infocoms, the big, you know, 100,000 plus meetings and also the conventions and what have you. Those have to come back, Chris. And, and you know, right now we're seeing somewhat of a, uh, a leisure reprieve because, you know, occupancy is up and RevPAR is up because a lot of people are through with being at home and they want to they want to travel and they want to be out there and right now you're seeing things like length of stay is extending because folks are you know there's this concept of leisure where you take a little business and you do a little leisure because you're not constrained anymore to the office. You can work, you know, and take the kids on vacation. And even the kids are probably doing school remotely. So now you're not bound by location. You know, there was a study that uh, Amadeus Hospitality did recently, uh, hoteliers in in, uh, the Americas, and 56% of them say that they have successfully deployed digital media campaigns to drive demand to their properties. It seems to me that the marketing is, is, the, is the, um, the bedrock of the hotel business. Why would only 56% of hoteliers deploy digital media campaigns, do you think? Shouldn't that number be higher? Chris, you you know, I, I saw that study too. And, and I often wonder what the hell is 44% of the folks doing? Yeah. Because you're absolutely right. You know, targeted media campaigns are effective and they're helpful. They've been shown to raise awareness and also raise anybody's thoughts about an experiential stay. Uh, I don't understand how only 56% are are going down that path. I would have assumed that number would have been easily in the high 80s or 90s, only because you always have 10% who's an outlier on Mm -hmm. both sides of the tail, right? Yeah. So you're coming out of a a little bit of survival mode. When you have very low occupancy, single digit in some locations and what have you, it's it's hard to think about the future. You know, you're just thinking about getting through the day and you're thinking about trying to figure out how to, you know, what next week is going to look like. You're not thinking about next year. You're not thinking about five years from now. I think the ones that are truly going to differentiate themselves versus the others are the ones that are going to take a step back and say, okay, what is the best solutions out there? What are some of the platforms that are really differential and are showing great promise? Because once they hook their ship to them, I think they're going to go a long way because what's going to happen is there's going to be folks, you know, let's just look at Salesforce, for example. There's going to be folks who are going to hook themselves up to Salesforce. They're going to be much further along than those who chose to kind of cobble their own solution together via Excel spreadsheets or whatever. That to me is horribly frustrating because there are folks out there who who feel that they know better than the collective good and and they're going to try to try to win and they're they're not going to get very far Chris. They're just going to struggle and and not be able to leverage what some of the great thinking and great processes that are inherent within these solutions. If I'm planning on a, on staying at a hotel somewhere in the U.S., you know, in the next couple of weeks, let's say, 
how can I be assured that I'm going to be safe? That the that the hotel is going is doing what it can for me. What what sorts of things are they doing inside the rooms? What what happened right? Almost immediately within the the pandemic, the association world started working closely together. So the primary association for hospitality is the Amer American Hotel and Lodging Association. So AHLA put together safe stay requirements, and those were adopted very quickly by all their members, which happened to be just a, about every member in the in the U.S. So you're going to have a lot of hotels adhering to these standards, which you will say, and a lot of the, the brands have adopted brand standards, you know, which are analogous to safe stay standards. So you're going to have a clean room. Your experience might be a little different, Chris. So there might be, for example, you might not have housekeeping every day. You'll have housekeeping at the beginning of your stay and the end of, this, end of your stay. And maybe if you ask for it, if you're on a long-term stay, you might have something in between. But for the most part, for those of us who stay for the two days or three days, you know, we're, we're not going to have housekeeping every day. But, you know, rest assured that at the end of the day, your room is going to be clean. You're going to accept a clean room. And, um, you know, there's a lot of work on the common areas to also... Uh, clean surfaces and what have you. Um, there's new tools that have come out. I mean, I didn't know what the hell an electrostatic sprayer was, but now they're commonplace in, in a lot of places. The hotel and lodging industry is coming back and seems to be coming back strong. It's going to take longer before the industry can get fully back on track and a lot of small boutique style hotels will continue to struggle. They don't have the large marketing or IT budgets of global chains like Marriott, Hilton, or Hyatt. What they can take advantage of is something called DeepQuest. A gerund designed and developed DeepQuest in 2019 expressly for small and medium-sized travel and lodging companies. Ked O'Reilly was instrumental in its creation. Well, DeepQuest is a fantastic tool for hotels, small hotels, medium-sized hotels, resorts, lodging, um, it really does provide and give you for a very low cost, a reach of a very high um, for larger establishments. It lets you do compete in that space. So DeepQuest really does give you that flexibility, doesn't break the bank and lets you do what the big cruise lines or the big hotels do as far as for your for the business, for those small and medium-sized businesses. It lets you connect easily to the social medias, connects to websites. It provides the flexibility of the using the module for what we call self-quest. Self-quest is the module that lets you do contactless check-in process, provide tours. You can create your calendar for every day of, you know, you want to plan out. It really, it really lets you interact with the hotel as a consumer and you don't have to be in a front desk to be able to do that or ask any questions in front of a front desk. SelfQuest is a great new module, was built with COVID in mind, but it has the ability to expand to so many different areas where Technology is going to help you lift and interact with your guests without having to have 
a million staff in order to support it. And and it's all done at a, at a very very affordable price, as you've as you've indicated. It's really driven for those small companies that can't, as you say, can't engage in a in a really big IT spend. Absolutely, Chris. The IT spend. I worked in the IT industry for and in the travel industry for more than fifteen years now, and I see how. Companies really not only do spend, they try to create different avenues and try to interact with all of these different other applications and software that they purchase. With SelfQuest and with DeepQuest, you're able to connect all of those easily. Again, you don't have to break the bank to have access to this. It has the best in practice because it's built off of a Salesforce platform. So you know the product is good. It uh, handles the reach, it handles the support, it handles uh, all the connectors that it needs to, to connect to any other system that you have open. Or you can use a lot of the free apps that are being offered by Salesforce as well. So DeepQuest is a fantastic tool to keep your technology costs down and still be able to perform as a big company. You've been listening to Ahead of the Curve, a podcast series produced by Gerent. Our thanks to Mike Blake from the American Hotel and Lodging Association for his thoughts on the recovery that's underway in the hotel industry, and Ketta Riley, Gerent's Senior VP for Travel and Hospitality. Technical producer for Ahead of the Curve is Dave Grine, owner of the Acme Podcasting Company in Toronto. I'm Chris Henry. Thanks for listening. 